the water in which the Dallas Stars inhabit is currently getting very hot. They finished out their final road trip of the season with an 0-3 record and are now coming back home where the margin for error is razor thin. And on today's episode, we will talk about Thursday night's loss in Calgary and talk about some of the good storylines surrounding this Stars team right now and then send you on your way with all of the wildcard information you need to know going into this weekend, all coming up on a Friday edition of Locked on Stars. Your Locked on Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy there, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked on Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, credentialed member of the Dallas Stars media, coming to you on this Friday, April 22nd. Congratulations, everyone. We made it to the weekend. And whether this is your first time here, or you are a recurring listener, thank you for stopping by today's episode and for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. If you're watching on YouTube, the follow button on your favorite podcasting platform. Be sure to leave a comment, rating, or review if you like what you hear. But without any further hesitation, let's get right down to business. Talking about yet another loss for this Stars team. They finish out this three-game Western Canada road trip with an 0-3 record, literally the worst-case scenario given the situation that they're in and the time of season. And really watching the Stars on this road trip, it just reminded me of this Dallas Stars team that we saw early in the season. It was very reminiscent of that team that we saw even on that four-game road trip to start the season uh, where they you know, won a game in New York in overtime and won a game in a shootout against Pittsburgh. But Really looked like a bad hockey team in Boston and Ottawa. And there were so many other road games to start out that the, the early stages of the season where the Stars just looked terrible. The, that game in Columbus comes to mind. Um, even in December, you know, they had that game in Los Angeles where they got shut out. A pretty bad game in San Jose after that. I mean, I could go on and on. But that's what it felt like watching the Stars in this game against Calgary, but also the game on Wednesday against Edmonton and even going all the way back to Monday night against the Canucks. It just never really felt like they had a chance to win in a lot of these games for the majority of the time on the ice. I will say this game against Calgary was their best one to date on this road trip, but still they made plenty of mistakes and and, and shot themselves in the foot far too often. Uh, you know, the least of those, the freshest on my mind is getting a, a high sticking penalty from your captain uh, in the final, you know, four minutes, three minutes of a game when you're down one goal, uh, just, a, a really bad road trip capped off by uh, yet another pretty bad loss, all things considered. And, you know, this was a road trip where the Dallas Stars had an opportunity to show the NHL world that they were ready for the postseason, that they, you know, were going to, you know, defy the storylines around them and say, you know, there's these other teams competing for these wild card spots, but we are going to take one of these spots. And then once we're in the postseason, Watch out whoever's matched up against us, whether it's Colorado or Calgary. The, you know, this was looking like a team before this road trip that no one really wanted to match up with in the postseason just because they were playing some really good hockey. And that included some road games, their last road game before this 
you know, three game trip was in Chicago where they had an offensive outburst. And I mean, of course, the Blackhawks, not quite the same level of competition as the Canucks, Oilers or Flames, but nonetheless, still a great performance on the road against a division rival and a division rival that was humming pretty well offensively themselves for a majority of that game. So a squandered opportunity there to broadcast to the rest of the hockey world that you know this stars team is legit and that they could make a great case for themselves going into the postseason but now everyone stars fans and just general nhl fans alike you know whether they're casual fans whether they cheer for a different team everyone is questioning whether this stars team will even make it into the postseason and even if they do how prepared they are uh, to actually attempt to make a run. I mean, at this point, if the Stars make it, it feels like this is a team that would get swept by either of the top-seeded teams in the Western Conference pretty pretty handily, maybe get a pity win in Game 4 after they're already down uh, 3-0 in a series. And again, j- just a, a really disappointing result for a road trip that had so much potential as far as you know, letting everyone know that the Dallas Stars are a legit playoff threat. You know, Dallas had a chance on this trip to put the finishing touches on one of the better narratives from the second half of their season, which was winning on the road. I mean, you look at their record before the All-Star game, 8-12-1. and one. Uh, Four of those eight wins actually coming on that Eastern Conference road trip where I believe it was like Buffalo, Detroit, Philadelphia, New Jersey. I may have gotten that order wrong, but those four teams that they played where they went four for four, again, all of those teams missing the playoffs as well, but still impressive at that point in the season to get four consecutive road wins. That was a huge stretch for the Stars team, uh, and that was kind of carrying them into the All-Star break. And then coming out of that break, they had a winning record away from the American Airlines Center, 11 eight and one i mean still not a fantastic record but all things considered how they started the year away from home i mean that was a huge stat for them uh, it was absolutely massive that they were able to accumulate some pretty big wins whenever they were not in the friendly confines of the aac and you know one of those wins against the avalanche and uh, you know several other big wins they won a game in minnesota's building that was big just so many huge moments for this team uh, and, and you know they were unable to you know put a nice little bow ribbon on that storyline. Uh, if anything, uh, they just kind of threw it into the trash and said, you know, oh, we're the same old stars that uh, we're, we're more, you know, resembling the team that went eight, 12 and one before the all-star game, rather than that 11, eight and one team uh, that on the outside of the all-star break looked pretty dang good and looked geared up to make a deep playoff run, despite being one of the lower seeds. So, you know, they, they just laid an egg on the road at the absolute worst possible time. This was a stretch of games where the Stars needed to play their best with games in hand against Vegas. That game in hand is now gone. Both Vegas and Dallas both have four games remaining on their schedule. And that matchup on Tuesday night against the Golden Knights at home is looming large. That will be an absolutely massive game for both teams. And very well, the winner of that game could be the team uh, that ends up making the playoffs and the loser could be the team that ends up having to sit on the couch and watch the postseason from home. And so, you know, it all depends on how the stars take care of business before that game on Saturday. Can't focus all of our attention to that game just yet because there is one more game before that. And then of course, two games after that as well, uh, that the stars match up with pretty, pretty well, quite favorably. And, you know, we've been saying it all season, great teams went on the road. Good teams went at home. Any team in the NHL can win at home. You're supposed to win at home because you have your fans at your back. You don't have to travel. You have all the comforts and you know the luxuries of playing in your town, in your building. Good teams win at home. Great teams 
win on the road. And I thought Dallas was finally starting to embrace that narrative, starting to embrace that mantra in the second half of the season. But then they close out the year uh, 0-3 on the road whenever they needed to be playing their best hockey. But good teams win at home. And the Dallas Stars have been one of the better teams at home this season, 24-10-3. and And so winning these last four games at home is a necessity. I think that right now the magic number for the Stars to claim a playoff spot is seven points. So that means three wins and maybe an overtime loss. But, you know, you have the Kraken, the Coyotes, and the Ducks coming into your building. Those are bad teams, not playoff teams, teams that you have beaten all at least once, if not multiple times this season. Teams that you should beat coming into your building. There's no excuse to lose those games. And even that Vegas matchup, Dallas has matched up well with Vegas this season. The two games they've played, they've lost, but they've played very, very closely. And this Vegas team is kind of a mess right now, to be quite honest. I mean, they they definitely have the potential to win this game, and they have a potential to win any game that they find themselves in. Uh, But again, in in the American Airlines Center, that is a favorable matchup for the Stars. So it's up to them. It's up to them what team they want to be for these final four games. And it's going to determine whether or not they are participating in the postseason or if they're watching at home. Well, coming up next, we will continue to talk about this team as it pertains to the final stretch of the season. Talk about some of the more exciting and heartwarming storylines at this point in the year. We want to be positive. It's Friday. Had a little bit uh, of, you know, some harsher things to say, if you will, right then. But after a quick break, we'll come back with some positivity and give you some fun storylines to talk about with the Stars team to close out the year. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by Built Bar. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Low calorie with high protein. Replace your candy bars with Built Bars. They're better for you. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Mint brownie, coconut almond, coconut, and a new flavor white chocolate cookies and cream they are all delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time because at built bar they're all about the taste they make it taste delicious first and then figure out how to make it healthy you can go to built.com right now and use promo code locked 15 to get 15 percent off your order again use promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off your order at built.com We're chugging along on this Friday episode of Locked on Stars. I hope you're doing well wherever you are at. This is your host, Dane Lewis here. Be sure to give me a follow on Twitter at Dane double underscore Lewis. You can also find our show on Twitter at Locked on Stars. You can follow us there as well. But let's talk about some some happy storylines and, and just happy Dallas Stars things. Uh, because again, this is a Friday show. And again, I like to be positive on the show. I touched on that some yesterday. And so... We got to start with the new kid on the block. Uh, call me a a bad member of the Stars media, but Frederick Karlstrom, I had no clue that he was one even recalled from the Texas Stars. Missed that entirely, and then missed that he was making his NHL debut last night in Calgary. And so I started watching the broadcast. I had two TVs going, watching the Mavericks on one screen. Go Mavs up two one against the Utah Jazz. But I digress. Go check out Locked On Mavs for all your needs there. And then I had the Stars on the other screen. And I see that we have a rookie wearing number 51. And it threw me off every time he was on the ice because I see 
a, a you know a crooked number with a one, I just assumed Tyler Sagan, and then I would be like, oh, that's not Tyler Sagan. That's Frederick Karlstrom, the 24-year-old kid out of Stockholm, Sweden. Uh, recalled from the Texas Stars where he had 16 goals, 13 assists, 29 points in 65 games with the Dallas Stars AHL affiliate team down in Cedar Park. And he had a pretty good start to his career last night, notching an assist on a really nice rush play. Uh, he and Luke Glendening combined there for a goal that ended up tying the game that helped keep the Stars in it somewhat uh, in that matchup, making the game 2-2. Two to two. Really good play from him. I mean, it's a small sample size, but good stuff from him so far. I mean, uh, we, we've seen some pretty good rookie performances from some guys getting called up from the AHL this season. Um, so really did enjoy what I saw from him and maybe we'll get to see him some during this homestand, uh, you know, just adding to the list of rookies we've seen this season, uh, Riley Damiani, Riley Tufty, Jacob Peterson, list goes on and on. Future seems to continue to be bright, both at the AHL level, but even uh, at the junior club level, OHL, WHL, you name it. Uh, got some really interesting prospects coming up through the ranks in this Dallas Stars organization. So congrats to Karlstrom for his first NHL point, getting an assist, uh, and hopefully his first NHL career goal can come sometime in these next four games if he gets some solid playing time. Uh, really excited to see what the future holds from him. Uh, and congratulations to him. Really, really happy for him uh, getting you know to live his dream playing in the NHL, getting his first point in his first career game in the big league and continuing to talk about guys on this roster you talk about the newest member of the roster one of the younger guys on the team all the way to the one of the oldest guys on the team and joe pavelski he got an assist on jason robertson's goal last night that puts him at 77 points which leaves him too shy of tying his career high at age 37 joe pavelski continuing to defy time having his best season of his career in his in literally late 30s. I mean, we know for sure he's coming back for one more season with Dallas next year. I'm very excited for that. Very glad that he will be a member of this team. And if we can get even half of this production from him next season, I feel like that's a, a win. But I, I think we're going to get more than that. Uh, Joe Pavelski is a veteran guy. He knows how to prepare himself and keep himself in shape. So I expect that he will you know, rest properly in the offseason, but also take care of his body, continue to stay strong, continue to stay fit, and healthy in that, you know, especially if he's paired on a top line with Rope Hints and Jason Robertson, that he will be yet again a force to be reckoned with. But keep an eye on that. Joe Pavelski looking to set a new career high in points uh, at age 37 in the late stages of his career. I mean, he just does not stop. Uh, and yeah, it, really awesome stuff from him. Uh, really loved what I've seen from him and, and can't wait to continue to watch him play in Victory Green next season alongside Jason Robertson, who in his own right is also two points away, I guess, if you will, technically, even though two goals away um, from having a milestone of his own. He now has 38 goals on the season, of course, leaving him shy of 40. Uh, and only three other people have notched 40 goal seasons for the Dallas Stars organization. Mike Madonna, Jamie Benn, and Tyler Sagan. So Jason Robertson would be putting himself in some elite Dallas Stars company if he's able to get at least two more goals in these last four games, which uh, I, I'm, you know, that, that seems like a lock. Uh, it seems like Jason Robertson is due for at least two goals, if not more, in these final two games. He's been playing very well all season, especially as of late, uh, racking up points and goals left and right, and especially against some of these weaker teams. I fully expect him to cross that 40-goal milestone and join the likes of Madano, Ben, and Sagan. And he, he just has so much potential. Jason Robertson has been so fun 
to watch these past two seasons with Dallas and, you know, American born player. I know Austin Matthews is also American born in the league. Tons of great American born talent in the NHL. So it's hard to definitively say fill in the blank is the next Mike Madonna, but it just feels right. Jason Robertson, American born player playing for the same organization that Mike Madonna played for and is known for playing for. So it's just awesome to see. He has so much potential to just be an absolute star, not just in Dallas, but throughout this league and, and you know, throughout the sports world. It's just been incredible to see his star rise, and he, he's on his way to greatness this season as well in the record book. And then, uh, of course, want to give some love to close out this segment to Jake Ottinger, who, you know, on paper had a pretty rough night in Calgary, but all in all, uh, still showed some flashes of greatness and showing that he's still giving it his all here in the late stages of the season, saving 33 of 36 shots. Uh, had some fantastic, like, grand larceny-esque saves, uh, to use my razor vocabulary, if you will, uh, on Elias Lindholm and Oliver Shillington. Um, you know, he did surrender three goals, but again, this is a Calgary team that generates a lot of offense and scores a lot of goals. So, I mean, he was bound to surrender at least a few, but he had some fantastic saves uh, and never really seemed to be shaken up uh, you know, or, or really beat down. I mean, he the, the Stars, for at least a little bit in that game, or I guess for the majority of the game, I mean, the, it wasn't really out of hand until the end whenever the, the Flames got that third goal, the eventual game-winning goal. Um, you know, he was getting some support from his defense and getting some support from his offense. So his confidence was there. Uh, the Stars just not able to piece the rest of everything together for the win. But I'm still impressed with Jake Ottinger, still really proud i guess as a fan of the the progress he's made this season i mean starting out the year thinking he was going to be in the ahl probably for the majority of the season to kind of having to fill in the number one goalie spot to now having to play alongside scott wedgwood who has come in and played fantastic uh, i've just been really impressed from he's been through a lot this season and he's continuing to hang tough and, and i'm just you know, glad that he's a part of this team. And I think that this season, regardless of what the results have in store for this team, I think that this season will make Jake Ottinger tougher and that's going to benefit him in the long run. But coming up next to close out today's show, we will take a look at the upcoming slate of games for this weekend as it pertains to the wildcard pitcher. It's going to be pretty chaotic and I'm excited for it. We'll talk about it after another quick break. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is also brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start to Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline.net, where the game starts. All right, we're closing out this Friday episode of Locked on Stars, getting ready to send you on your way for the weekend. But first, let's talk about all the games on tap and what the wildcard playoff picture looks like uh, for the final four teams in contention for these spots on paper. The Winnipeg Jets officially eliminated from the playoffs. I know I was still including them in some of my fan cheering guides, and some people were like, why are you doing that? They're not going to make the playoffs. And I knew that was true, but you know, as of Thursday morning, they hadn't been eliminated, but they lose to the Carolina Hurricanes. They're now officially out of the playoff equation, which means we still have four teams 
in contention for playoff spots. That's the Nashville Predators with 93 points currently in possession of that top wildcard spot. The Dallas Stars, 91 points in possession of that second spot. The Vegas Golden Knights at 89 points and the Vancouver Canucks with 87 points. Vancouver lost on Thursday night in Minnesota to the Wild 6-3. A pretty big loss for them for some of their Pacific Division rivals, including Vegas, including the Los Angeles Kings. Gives them a little bit of breathing room and slows down the Canucks, who had been scorching hot coming into that matchup with Minnesota. But Minnesota is a great team, and you know they're playing at home. Uh, that was going to be a tough one for the Canucks to pull out, and you know it makes their shot at the playoffs look a little bit dimmer, but they are still in the fight but none of these four teams actually played tonight uh actually a pretty dull slate of games except for an oilers avalanche matchup that i think will be pretty interesting but i think there's only four games on tap and uh neither nashville dallas vegas or vancouver play uh so we kind of get a day off from the craziness if you will but then things kick into high gear starting on saturday we have the stars taking on the kraken at the american airlines center the predators travel to tampa bay to take on the Lightning in Game 1 of a back-to-back. And then we have the Canucks taking on the Flames in Calgary. Uh, Pretty big game there. That's going to be a tough game for the Canucks to win. And, of course, Calgary riding some momentum of their own. So got to be on the lookout for those games on Saturday. And then on Sunday, the Predators play Game 2 of a back-to-back in in Nashville against the Minnesota Wilds. So that's still a tough back-to-back. They have to, one, play the Lightning on the road and then travel back to your, even though it's your home building, have to travel and then get ready for a game against a Wild team that's riding some pretty good momentum right now. That's going to be a tough back-to-back for the Predators. And then the Vegas Golden Knights will be taking on the San Jose Sharks at home on Sunday. So Dallas needs to win their game on Saturday. I mean, that's a given regardless of what the rest of the schedule looks like, but Dallas needs to secure two points on Saturday at home against Seattle because Vegas has a very favorable matchup on Sunday. That's a game against San Jose at home that they should win and I imagine likely will win uh, unless the the Sharks just want to magically do us a favor uh, and steal two points from the VGK in that matchup. And of course, because Nashville has a tough back-to-back, there's a good chance that Nashville could drop both these games. I mean, this is a talented Nashville team, so there's a chance they could win both games, but also a, a great chance that they could lose at least one, if not both of these games. And so a good opportunity for Dallas to potentially tie things back up points-wise for that top wildcard spot with the Predators. So that game against the Kraken is oh so important and Seattle actually plays a game tonight in Minnesota against the Wild. So again, that's uh, we keep saying in this segment, Minnesota tough team to beat, tough matchup. That's going to be a tough one for Seattle to win. Uh, and of course, game one of a back-to-back because they will be in Dallas on Saturday. So they'll be worn out from a game, worn out from travel. No excuse for Dallas to not win that game against the Kraken because they will be fresh. They'll be back in their home building. Seattle is a, a team that's been struggling all season. A lot on the line. And it's right there for Dallas. It's 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 a layup on paper to go out, win the game, get two points. And of course, they need to be focused. They need to play with a lot of intensity. They can't just show up and expect to win. They actually have to establish a great game plan to do so and go out and execute. And I have full faith that they can do that. Uh, they just need to forget these bad losses on the road and, and start with that fresh slate here for this final homestand of the season. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for tuning in and for making us your first listen of the day. Be sure to subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Hit the follow button on your favorite podcasting platform and leave a rating, review, or comment if you like what you hear. You can also find me on Twitter at Dane double underscore Lewis. And of course, our show 
on Twitter at Locked on Stars. Be sure to tune in to Monday's episode as we'll be recapping the Stars cracking game from Saturday and probably looking at some of the other scores from throughout the weekend from a lot of the games that we just talked about. Got to strap in for this final week of regular season hockey. It's going to be a bumpy ride, but I wouldn't have it any other way, baby. Going to be a fun, fun week in the NHL. But we'll see you on Monday, Stars fans. Have a great weekend.